welcome to your Reuters podcast, your hub for your nine-time World Series champion, Boston Red Sox, your six-time Super Bowl champion, New England Patriots, your 17-time NBA champion, Boston Celtics, your six-time Super or Stanley Cup champion, Boston Bruins, your 11-time national champions in football, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, and your 51-time Scottish Premier League champion, Celtic football, your six-time English Premier League champions for First Division, Chelsea football, and your Gonzaga men's basketball team, your Wright State baseball team, and your 11-time or five-time national champions in hockey, the Boston College Eagles. All right. I'm your host, Tom O'Shea, also known as the Junkyard Dog, also known as the T.O. Swiggins, and you can't change that. Well, the Patriots' offense is not great. Yeah. Not really great. Yep. <laughs> Couldn't really get much done last week. Hopefully you can get done today. Yeah. Celtic Celtic football and Chelsea football are starting to kind of like a little bit fall off a little bit with some of their games. They have been winning. They've only been like losing and taking draws. Yeah, that's not really great. The only real saving grace in this whole for the whole Royal Rooters teams is Nerd A football right now. Yeah, they are still undefeated. Yeah. Yeah. Like top four in the nation, as I could see. We didn't see the rankings that come out today, but yeah. All right. Let's get into some scores. All right, Patriots played the Broncos last time we talked on last Sunday. Oh, boy. Let's get into it. Let's just get this game over with. Yeah. You see the gift that I made, like, after the score on the Twitter page? Yes, it was uh from the Irishman Jimmy Hoffa. He's like uh, getting mad, saying "Damn it!" Like that's kind of my was my expression after that game. Like, damn it! Like really about to like slam like slam my hands onto a table, kind of like yeah, because that's how that game felt. That really just felt like how we lost to a team that really had no business. We had no business losing to, really. The Broncos are not that great. Yeah. I mean, I have no beef with them whatsoever. Yeah. Did you see that what they do like at their stadium? They have all the characters from South Park as like basically like pretend fans, like cardboard pretend fans. That's pretty funny. I like that. That's what I kind of like. Because yeah, speaking as a South Park fan, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That one of my favorite shows, if not my favorite show right now. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. But anyway, yeah, at the same time, there was really no business that we should have lost that game to the Denver Broncos. There was no way. Their team was not really, was not really, as, really better than the Patriots. There was no way. All right, let's get into it. All right, up until basically late, late in the quarter, this is how the scoring went. In the first quarter, uh, Broncos get a field goal by uh, McManus to make it 3-0 Broncos. Then let's see. Then the Broncos capitalize on a field or an interception. Wait, did we make the interception or the Broncos made it? All right, no. All right. So anyway, so the Broncos got another field goal to make it six nothing. Yeah, this is kind of how the scoring went because there was really no offense on both sides. Um, then they got another field goal by McManus, nine nothing. After uh, the first quarter, and then the second quarter, Patriots did go on the board with a field goal by Nick Folk, uh, making nine to three. 
Then another field goal by McManus to make it 12-3. Then at the end of the half, that's where the score would be, 12-3. Not great. Field goal, another one for the Broncos, make it 15-3. Um, then, yeah, 18-3, Broncos, they made another field goal. Yet another field goal, yeah. And then the Patriots did get on the board. Cam Newton did or got on the board with touchdowns. They scored the first and probably the only touchdowns of the game. Uh, Cam Newton threw up the middle or threw wait. See. Well, hold on, yes. Let's see. Threw up the middle for a one yard touchdown to Damian or for uh, Williams to oh wait, no, hold on. Oh, so Cam Newton went up the middle, like ran into himself. To make it an 18-9. Yeah, this is confusing. So, yeah. so they got on the board for the touchdown. Then a field goal by Nick Folk got him on the board. But at this time, they did try to make one last drive in the final minutes of the game. But it was a little, bit too, a little too late and it failed. And folks, for the first time since 2002 season, the Patriots have a losing record. In the first five games, two to three. So not since the early days of Tom Brady and Bill Belichick have the Patriots started the season off this bad. Yeah, we are kind of seeing, witnessing a little bit of history a little bit too. That's not great. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, basically the offense did kind of start turning up in the in the late in part of the game, but at the same time, it was a little, a bit too, a little. A bit little too late kind of deal. So, yeah. To a 1-3 Broncos team. Yeah, there is no way we should have lost that game. No way. That's why we should be a little – could we be a little concerned about this Patriots offense? I am. Yeah. Even with Cam Newton. That's what I mean. I'm not saying that he's the fault of this all, but, yeah, everybody's got to step up. Yeah, seriously, like – our receivers got to step up. Well, you throw to Nikhil Harry and freaking Ryan Izzo. I mean, I don't know. If really Bill Belichick is thinking about trading for people this coming this trade deadline, he needs to go get some receivers or some tight ends. Uh, Golden Tate from Notre Dame and uh, that the receiver or the tight end that they have on the Patriots, Ingram, might be an option for the Patriots to get. Let's get them. We can, or it has been rumored that they are been in, they have been interested in getting those two guys. Well, that's good. Yeah, Notre Dame South Bend connection. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do it. Now, Patriots football. All right, so they play today against the 49ers. Jimmy G is coming back to Foxborough. Yeah, or we going to Foxborough, or they coming to Foxborough, or we going to San Fran. Yeah. All right, they're coming to Foxborough. All right. So, a return of Jimmy G. All right. So, that's it. Oh, so yeah. Apparently, I cannot get that game because apparently it's blacked out in my part of the world or my part of the country. Yeah. Sucks to be in Illinois. All right. So Chelsea played uh, 
Sevilla FC in the Champions League match. And I got to tell you, there was literally no score in that game because the score ended in a 0-0 draw. So, yeah. That's kind of how it's been. Really no offense from anybody except probably Notre Dame football this week. Yeah, really gloomy episode. <laughs> so no score there. All right. Celtic football played their first uh, European League match against AC Milan. And I got to tell you, it wasn't great. Yep. A 3-1 to one, uh, final loss again, or a loss against AC or AC Milan. So not great. Let's see. No, that's not what I want. Thursday. That was on Thursday. Let's see. Here we are. So basically, the only goal that Celtic did get was uh, Insinoe, a goal with like 76 minutes or 76 minutes left or 76 left on the clock or what? How much time they had left? Yeah, or, yeah, 76 minutes. Yeah. So that was about it. And Celtic lost. Wow. And then, so that would be about it. Well, not score-wise, yeah, but for that game. Then uh, Chelsea played uh, Manchester United or Man United yesterday. And the game, once again, ended in a 0-0 draw. So there was literally no offense. Yep. Man, if I am, if I am Chelsea... Don't you seem to be kind of worried about the offense, especially since they all got like the all the moves that they made this offseason. They got um, Jorginho and Kai Havertz. Seriously, two really big offensive players. Are you telling me that you cannot score a single goal? I know it's soccer, but at the same time, too, you make these moves to be great. Yeah, whatever. Unreal. All right, so up until that point, let's see where Chelsea is on the standings. Man United. Chelsea, here we are. They are seventh in the English Premier League with two wins, three losses, one or wait, two wins, three draws, and one loss. Okay, one loss, that ain't bad. But they scored a not total of nine points, and they're tied with uh, Leinster and Arsenal. Yeah. Who's leading the league? Everton. Everton is leading the league. Oh, wow. Well, actually, it's tied between Everton and uh, Liverpool. Oh, the Red Sox. Oh. Yeah. Is that the one team that the Red Sox are owning? Yeah. Red Sox ownership are owning? Yeah. Liverpool. Oh. So Liverpool's not winning the reason I do not like Liverpool is the reason why is because that's part of the reason why we did not sign Mookie Betts again or re-sign him or give him the contract because we're too busy with spending the money. I feel like that's their excuse with the whole luxury tax thing. Oh, no, no. Well, well we need that money for Liverpool. Who the fuck cares? <laughs> no. Uh, oh, my God. Our owners, I mean. Let 
mean, your big concern is, yeah, American baseball, not British soccer, please. All right. So good news, the only really real win for this week or for this episode, Nerding Football played Pittsburgh yesterday, and they basically just annihilated Pittsburgh. They controlled their running game and basically just made them just, it wasn't really a fun game for Pittsburgh. As your final score was Notre Dame 45, Pittsburgh 3. So they only mustered a field goal. So very good. A great way to take care of business against a team, yeah. Or a team that you really do need to beat. Alright. Alright, to get the scoring off, um Ian Book threw to a Ben Sharonic, who uh passed for 34 yards to score for a touchdown, seven nothing Notre Dame. Uh Pitt did get a field goal by Keshman. 45 yards, make it 7-3, so up by 4. And But that would be mostly the scoring until there. Ian Book threw to Sharonic again for 73 yards, so to make it 14-3, Notre Dame. Then uh, Kyron Williams ran for 2 yards in for the touchdown, 21-3. And then um, Isaiah Folke blocked a punt by uh, Pittsburgh to breaking in for the touchdown with 11 seconds left in the sec in the half in the half for halftime to make it 28 to three Notre Dame. So they basically, uh, yeah. So they basically capitalized on a Pittsburgh mistake, and then Jonathan Doerr hit a 21 yard field goal, make it 31 three. So very good. And then Ian Book threw to uh, Michael Mayer for 14 yards, threw to Little Gronk. Yeah, that's that's what they were talking about on the broadcast last night that I was watching. Apparently apparently the Michael Mayer, the tight end, wears number 87, so he's now called Mini Gronk or Little Gronk or Little Gronk, like Rob Gronkowski, the New England Patriots, former tight end for the New England Patriots. And yeah, now he's with Tampa Bay. All right. Let's not get, yeah, let's not bring him more pains. All right, so that made it 38-3. to and then Sebo Flemisher ran for two yards in for the touchdown to make it 45-3 Notre Dame. And that's where the final score would stand. As Notre Dame beats Pittsburgh or beats Pitt and increases their record to 5-0. I'm not really sure. So it looks like still they're still third ranked in the nation right now. But that could change today. We'll find out later on. We'll say something about it maybe. All right. All right. So Celtic football and Aberdeen played a match today. It's another Scottish Premier League match. And, uh, well, it wasn't a loss, but it wasn't a win either. Nerd, or uh, Celtic football played Aberdeen and ended the game in a 3-3 draw. Kind of really ruins their chances for Scottish Premier League. Let's see. All right. Come on, show me this. All right, so the only goals that they got were basically a goal by uh, let's see, hold on, no, 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 no. a goal by uh, Colin McGregor to tie it up one-one at a uh, fifty-two minutes left into the game, and then Lee Griffiths had a, a game-time goal, and then a goal by uh, Christie to take the lead for Celtic with seventy-eight minutes left or seventy minutes. 
minutes into the game, but like little time left. And then with 90 plus two minutes of uh, Ferguson for uh, Aberdeen scored and tied up. And that's where the final score would be 3 3. Uh, the game ends in a draw. Where does that put Celtic in the standings? All right, still second overall. Um, eight wins, two losses, or two draws, and one loss. Okay, one loss isn't bad. I mean, that was the loss to your Rangers, which are who are still leading the Scotch Premier League right now yeah. by like three points, 29 to, 20, 29 to 26. So, yeah. How? Yeah, if you're Celtic right now, what do you do with their manager, uh, Neil Len- Neil Lennon? Do you get rid of him? Get a new guy? But who would you replace him with? Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. It just seems... I don't know. This, could this be the end of the road, maybe, for their run? I hope not. I kind of want to see him get 10 in a row in Scottish Premier League Championships. That would actually be pretty neat. They could do that. Get 10 in a row? That would actually be pretty neat. But we'll see. I mean, there's still this time. They got to like May to kind of at least kind of like at least May or April to kind of figure this out. I mean, it does take a while. So hopefully they'll get it, get their shit together basically. But who knows? So any news? Let's see. So let's see. News related. Not a lot. Um, so the Bruins did give, uh, Carson Coleman an, a, or a new contract, two years worth a uh, 70 or 725 or million dollars or a thousand dollars, something like that. We got to put that in. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So either, yeah, something like that Two or, uh, two years, 725 mil. So good way to sign him, re-sign him. Then the Bruins re-signed uh, forward uh, Zach Sazen uh, to a one-year, two-way contract worth $700,000 at the NHL levels. So they uh, signed up uh, one of their uh, top rookie prospects, so very good, very good. And then uh, bad news for Patriots fans, uh, offensive lineman Jermaine Umer, 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 Umer uh, has been placed on the IR with an ankle injury, so he's probably going to be out for a while. So not great, not great, not a one. Yes, one of the offensive linemen you do not want to have out. And then Celtic center Daniel Tice will, or Celtic center uh, Daniel Tice will have a surgery repair knee, so he might be out for a while. So maybe he might not get the start. They're talking about possibly late December around Christmas time when the season will reopen again or for uh next season will start 2020, 2021 season. So that might be some news. Yeah. So it looks like it's going to be a 72 or 70, 72 game season. Um, and it might start December the 22nd or Christmas day is what they're kind of shooting for. I kind of want to see some basketball. I mean, let's get, let's get some sports, more sports back. Because after the World Series, we're just going to have basically football and soccer to talk about. Yeah. I mean, football we can talk about. Soccer, um, yeah. Baseball news, it looks like um, the 
Red Sox did interview uh, Diamondbacks uh, bench coach uh, Louise Arita. So they're thinking about maybe getting him to be manager for the Red Sox, but it's still in the air. I still want Alex Cora to come back, at, but they're kind of waiting until after the World Series when his suspension is done, his suspension for when he got when he was with the Houston Astros with their cheating scandal, sure to say, in 2017. So they have, yeah, they have to wait until after the World Series is over to actually have contact with him and – I feel like they'll give them a stop. They're just waiting until after the World Series. Because it makes the makes Heim Bloom's job a lot easier if you go get out quarterback and you rehire him. That would just make your job a lot easier if you just do that. Because, you know, all right, I could just uh, wait until his suspension is over right after the World Series and then, yeah, bring him back. I mean, it's no big deal. But who knows? Who really knows what High and Blue is really thinking? Is he really thinking of bringing Alex Cora back, or is he thinking about getting somebody else? Red so- a lot of Red Sox Nation, the majority of them, there are some fans thinking, well, I don't want him back. He's a cheater. Well, you know, that was all part of Houston. That wasn't even part of what the Red Sox were doing. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. I don't know. They're- <laughs> These are the people like Felger and Mass Cheese. Felger, Felger, <laughs> don't the young guys, Mike. This thing sucks. Ah. I, I'm a radio broadcast. I'm a radio analyst for uh, Boston, but I still hate on our teams. Ah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, seriously, you are a radio talk show host in Boston, but you still hate your teams or say. Seriously, have some pride. I, I mean, you don't have to agree with every decision-making that they make or every move that they make, but still have a little bit of pride in your team. Jeez. Yeah. yeah and those are some of the fans that say, well, I don't want Alex Cora back. Yeah. Even though Alex Cora would be a great fit for this team. Yeah, that would actually be good if we bring him back because he knows the guys. They are comfortable with him. And whatever, whatever, who gives a crap about my opinion, right? I don't know. I feel like, yeah, whatever. We don't know what High and Blue is going to do. So he might, he might bring Alex Cora back. I feel like a lot of people in Red Sox Nation would want to have him back just for the fact that, like, he can gel really good with these guys. I don't, I mean, not saying I won't. I don't think someone like Louise Yoretta could do that. I'm just saying, like, we already know what Alex Cora can do. Yeah. Whatever. All right. We'll find out in the few, few couple of weeks. Yeah, we'll find out maybe after this World Series. Right. Anything else? News. I didn't really get back into... Uh, what I've been watching lately. We really actually did that mainly for the fact that, yeah, yeah, for the fact, or just basically for a reason, or just for the whole, yeah, world, or the whole, like, COVID-19. We did that mainly just because of that, but, yeah. I did watch a few episodes of South Park, yeah. Pretty funny. I didn't watch the pandemic episode. That's pretty funny. It kind of made me feel a lot better about this whole pandemic thing. Just make 
bring some light to the whole thing. Kind of like where we can get some laughs because at a time like this, we do need some laughs. We do need some comedy in our lives. Like to joke around and comment, put light to something as climatic as something like a pandemic and what's been going on in the world right now. Yeah. 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 Oh, we are going to talk about, we did finish a book. We did actually finish a book uh, this week. We got it done. We finished, uh, if these walls can talk stories from the Boston Red Sox dugout locker room and press box by Jerry Remy, Nick Carfordo. We'll get into that in a little bit, but first we are running out of time in the segment. So we're going to take a break and then come back and then talk about that book and then wrap up the show, get into watch some football. All right. We are back. All right. To talk about uh, the book league standing or the book league report that we just did. So we finished another book this time, another book about the Boston Red Sox. So it fits right into the show. All right. It's called If These Walls Can Talk, Stories from the Boston Red Sox, Dugout, Locker Room, and Press Box. And it's written by former Red Sox player and Massachusetts native or Massachusetts native and um, Massachusetts native and currently Red Sox TV color commentator for the Red Sox TV station, Nesson Jerry Remy, and the late Red Sox beat writer for the Boston Globe, Nick Coforto. Yeah, who re- who passed away right when they were uh, writing this book kind of deal. Yeah. So Jerry Remy goes into his early upbringings in Somerset, Massachusetts, and growing up cheering for the Red Sox, Patriots, Celtics, and Bruins, being drafted by the California Angels, now the LA Angels, back in the 1970s, and his first season with the Red Sox in 1978, and the what-if season if they would – have kept that uh, 14 game lead against the Yankees, but decided to blow it and then play that play it or a playoff game 163, which they ended up losing. And yeah, basically bring on more bad memories, Bucky Dan and all that stuff. Then talk about that. He talked about his coaching and uh, managing career before he got into broadcasting. He talked a little bit about Fenway park, the home of the Boston Red Sox. So yeah, the home ballpark. He uh his takes on the greatest uh Red Sox of all time kind of deal. See, and then uh let's see, breaking down the four World Series championships, or at least the four out of nine that were won in the 21st century. So like 04, 07, 2013, and 2018. Yeah. His favorite Red Sox players of all time, memorable highs and lows as a broadcaster. Uh, talk about his 30th or 30 years as a broadcaster for the Red Sox, uh, the people and the people they worked with, like broadcasters, his side business with uh, his fan club, Remy Inc. or something like that, or uh, the Remy fan club, Rem Dog. Yeah. His opinions on the state of the game and also a little bit personal stuff too, like his battles with depression, his uh, battle with cancer, and uh, dealing with the situation with his son Jared, who really murdered his uh fiance or his wife, yeah. And talk a little bit about that. And, and also like uh also has like an afterward section where a former Red Sox play by play commentator now doing play by play for the San Diego Padres. Yeah, you guys already know who I'm talking about. Oh 
old Don Orsello, and a tribute uh, chapter to the late great Nick Corfoto. Yeah, that talked about like how he passed away, like right as they uh, were making the book. So I really like this book. I really love hearing a little bit about Jerry Remy, about Red Sox history a little bit, especially history that I was allowed to kind of see and witness kind of deal. Um, like a home or the World Series titles or bringing home the World Series titles like in 07, all that stuff, 04, 07, 2013, 2018. Uh, growing up, uh, liking my all-time favorite players like David Ortiz, uh, Pedro Martinez, Dustin Pedroia, and Mookie Betts. I do, I do see a little similarities with him and uh, Jerry Remy, knowing that we both like the same sports teams. Yeah, I also loved hearing the stories about the shenanigans he and the him and guys like uh, Don Orsillo and uh, Dave O'Brien got into while broadcasting games and stuff like that. The stories they might talk about. Yeah, I also kind of did. Loved hearing a little bit of interest about, like, the battles with, like, his depression, battling cancer, and basically the whole situation with uh, his uh, son and the murder that he committed. Yeah. Yeah. So it is a really great book, and I recommend it to anybody who loves listening about, like, any Red Sox fans out there. Just needs a good book right now. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's it. Yeah. There's not a lot else going on. Yeah, Patriots offense is not great. Um Yeah. Wow. Not great. Yep. Yeah. Hopefully they can shape up in this game against San Francisco. What's San Francisco's record? Do we know? NFL, NFL. Yeah, here, here. They so they are three and three. So more wins ahead of the Patriots. Yeah. On CBS. I cannot believe I cannot get that game. In the place that they have on the CBS broadcast at the at that exact time, three o'clock my time or something like that, or four forty or four twenty-five Eastern time. I know this is like a New England uh, Boston podcast. So I'm angry. That's Bullcrap. In the place that they had it is the Chiefs and Broncos. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I know the Chiefs are the Super Bowl champions, but at the same time, man, they're punishing me for cheering for teams outside Illinois. Well, these two teams are outside Illinois, too, so explain to me why. Yes. Explain to me that. Yes. Explain to me that. Man, God. Screw my state. <laughs> yeah. Right. I don't know what else. I think that's about it. Really short episode. I mean, not a lot is going on. That's what I mean. I'm thinking that maybe some weeks we might decide, you know what, I'm not just going to record a podcast this week. Until we can actually get some real, like, more sports back kind of deal, like, Kind of hoping the N- or NBA kind of comes back too. How do you know what's going on here? Kind of hoping the NFL is coming back or the NBA is coming back. And yeah, and stuff like that. Hopefully that comes back pretty soon. But we don't really know. Yeah. 
kind of hopefully that comes back. But yeah, yeah. reiterating myself. But that, at the same time, I mean, we might just take a week off. Honestly, just take a week off. Just kind of rest ourselves. Just enjoy life. Just do some stuff like maybe yard work. Maybe play some video games. Maybe get back into the whole uh, what I've been watching lately kind of deal. Because after the World Series, after this World Series is over, which um, I am kind of picking the Dodgers to win this. I don't know. At this, at the same time, I feel like I don't really care who wins the World Series. Yeah, yeah. The Red Sox aren't in, and I'm really not really overly excited about it. I'll still watch it. I mean, as a fan of baseball, I'll watch it. But yeah, at the same time, I mean, I really don't care if the dot either the Dodgers or the Rays win it. I kind of do want to see the Dodgers win because I kind of do want to see them for the first time since my sister Katie was an infant. The Dodgers are World Series champions, kind of deal. So 1988. So yeah, yeah. So that'll actually be kind of neat to kind of see that happen. See them actually win it after all this time, after almost 30 something years, they finally do win it. Yeah. That would be kind of neat. But I would kind of see the Rays kind of win it, too. I have the respect for them. I mean, out of the teams in the AL East, um, in the Red Sox division, that's the Red Sox division. If you don't know the AL East, the Rays, I do have respect for because they actually do do it right. They have that competitive edge. And they just they, – they, they act like, hey, we know our team is not – or our uh, franchise is not doing well. Our fan base is not great. We play in a crappy ass stadium or ballpark, and you know, you know what? We're still going to try to go out there and prove you guys wrong. Feel prove you guys that we do belong in the top of not the American League, but the MLB as well. Kind of deal. Like we do belong up here, and that's why I kind of like that mentality of the Rays. Like you know what? Just like everybody hate, thinks we stink, but everybody thinks we stink. But you know what? Let's go out there and just prove the world wrong. Kind of deal. Let's go out there and just win it and just shove it up everybody's butts. And that's kind of like I like that mentality. Well, just go prove everybody wrong. Yeah. But at the same time, I really am kind of, as they're being division rival, I kind of want to see them win it. But, yeah. But I wouldn't be upset, too, if they do win it. Yeah. Yeah. So, but at the same time, I'm picking... The Dodgers to win in seven. So right now, I'm in, I am four for four in picks in the World Series. Yeah. So I pretty much like every game that I have picked, uh, I have like picked to like whoever wins that game. It turns out to be right. Like they ended up winning that game. That's pretty neat. Yeah. Let's see if we can continue that streak tonight for game five. I have the Dodgers possibly winning this thing. Yeah. Or winning this. Game five. So to take a 3-2 lead, hopefully one game away after that. So, yeah, just trying to kill time. We are watching the Packers and the Titans game or Texans game because right now that's the only real team I can actually watch. As you already know, the Packers are my favorite NFC team. Or, uh, yes, the Patriots are my favorite team, but the Packers are my favorite NFC team, so favorite like kind of like National League team kind of deal or something like that, or in the other conference kind of deal team. Yeah. So they're up seven to nothing. Yeah. 
pretty good. I don't know. We're just blowing time because, A, I don't really want to end an episode this early or this with that much time left. But at the same time, if there's really nothing else to talk about, I might just call it a week. Want to do that? Just call it a week. All right. Sorry, guys. This was short, but that's what happens when we have literally not a lot of sports to talk about kind of deal. Kind of want to end this really quickly. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for giving me this opportunity to share and keep doing what I love. Subscribe, rate, and review on Apple iTunes. Give us a five-star review if you can. And then follow the show on Twitter at Podcast Royal. And then follow my personal Twitter page at JunkyardDog92. We will have that in the details of the episode. Then follow the Instagram page at RoyalRooters1992. Um, then follow the show on Spotify, Apple, Google, Breaker, Overcast, Podcast, Radio Public, and Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast from. doesn't matter to us. And with that being said, that about do it. All right. See you guys. Banyana. Don't get it twisted. This rush is mine. Mother Stat What you heard It's what you hearing It's what you hearing Listen It's what you hearing Listen It's what you hearing Listen Exco give it to you Wait for you to get it on your own Exco deliver to you Knock knock Open up the door and spill With the non-stop pop out and stainless steel I'll Go hard getting busy with it But I got such a good heart that I make the mother One day if you get it Damn right and I do it again Cause yeah. I am like so I got to win Break bread with the enemy No matter how many caps I break bread with I break who you send to me You motherfucker never wanna know But your life saved that's on the light day, I'm getting down, down, like an acid freeze. Uh, won't be the one ending up on his knees, please. Uh, the only thing you can't say was came out to play. Stay out my way, motherfuckers. We gonna rock, do we gonna fall? Do we let it pop? Don't let it go. Next go, give it to ya. He gon' give it to ya. Next go, give it to ya. He gon' give it to ya. First we gonna rock, do we gonna fall? Do we let it pop? Don't let it go. Next go, give it to ya. He gon' give it to ya. Next. He gon' give it to ya, he gon' give it to ya They ain't never gave nothing to me But every time I turn around, cats got their hands out Wantin' something from it I ain't got it, so you can't get it Let's leave it at that, cause I ain't quit it Hit it with full strength I'm a jelly, so I face the world Like a girl in the bullpen You against me, me against you Whatever, whenever the you gon' do I'm a wolf in sheep clothing Only that you know, we can chill Come back and get the streets open I've been doing this for 19 years Wanna fight me? Fight these kids. I put in work and it's all for the kids. These cats done forgot what work is. They don't know who we be looking. They don't know who they see. First we gonna rock, then we gonna fall. Do we let it pop? Don't let it go. Next go give it to ya. He gon' give it to ya. Next go give it to ya. He gon' give it to ya. First we gonna rock, then we gonna fall. Do we let it pop? Don't let it go. Give it to you, he gon' give it to you. Next, go give it to you. He gon' give it to you. Hey, yo, where am I? I know I got him down in the green. Give him love and they give it back. Choke too much for too long. 
don't give up, you're too strong. Dog to the wild, wild hunters. Shout out to that done it. And it ain't even about the dough. It's about getting down for the spare for yo. For real. We gonna rock, then we gonna fall. Then we let it pop, don't let it go. It's gonna give it to ya, he gon' give it to ya. It's gon' give it to ya, he gon' give it to ya. Cause we gonna rock, then we gonna roll. Then we let it pop, don't let it go. It's gon' give it to ya, he gon' give it to ya. It's gon' give it to ya, he gon' give it to ya. Cause we gonna rock, then we gonna roll. Then we let it pop, don't let it go. It's gon' give it to ya, he gon' give it to ya. It's gon' give it to ya, he gon' give it to ya. Nope, no free ads. Those pesky ads. <laughs> You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go home for the tenth million time. Yeah. Go. Yeah, listen to Ferris, please. <laughs>